time. Welcome to episode number 98 of the Mr. MMA Action Podcast. My name is Thomas and today is Friday the 6th of April 2016. In regards to this podcast, you can download all previous 97 episodes, including many fight companions on Apple iTunes, SoundCloud and on Stitcher. You can also check us out on Twitter, Mr. Underscore MMA Action and on Instagram at the Mr. MMA Action Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. It should be a fantastic episode as we'll be breaking down UFC 223, Halloway versus Khabib, which is taking place this weekend. And it has been a big week in the world of UFC. We've had lots of changes going on with uh, matches being scrapped, new main events being announced, and what everyone's talking about that happened earlier today with Conor McGregor. But I'm not going to get into that stuff yet. I just want to do a bit of a shout out to the hashtag Team MMA for Life for access to some fantastic people who dig mixed martial arts. Use the hashtag Team MMA for Life on Twitter and interchange and you know have a great conversation with some fantastic guys who love the sport as much as I do. So we're going to be breaking down every single fight taking place for UFC 223 from every fight, every fight on the prelims and to the main card. So let's not waste anyone else's time and get into the very first fight. This is a great fight taking place. Place in 145 pounds as Yarabit Marikov Sharapov coming in with a record of 14 and 1. The Russian born mixed martial arts fighter going one on one with Cole Bodenik with a record of 8 and 2. So let's break down what the records and what's actually coming in for this actual fight. So Yarabit, the last time we actually saw him compete in the UFC was UFC Fight Night 122 Bisping versus Garcelon back in November of last year. That was picking up a third round submission choke at 4 minutes 30 seconds of round number 3 against Shuman Moraes, the Brazilian-based fighter. He also fought against Mike Santiago at UFC Fight Night 115. That was at Vokov versus Struve back in September of last year, picking up another choke this time in round number 2. And that was actually his UFC debut. So currently 2 2-0 in the UFC. Has fought for some fantastic Russian-based promotions over there in Europe. So absolute championship bruquette. He's also fought over there for Pro FC. So this guy's a definitely a star in the rise in 145 pounds. And the guy with a record of uh, you know 14-1 uh, is definitely on the rise and could potentially breaking in to that top 20 and top 15 very, very soon. His opponent, Cole Bosnick, coming in with a fight record of 8-2. So again, an American mixed martial artist. The last time we actually saw him compete was at UFC 220 with a three-round decision over Brandon Davis. That was only two months ago. That was on the 20th of uh, January 2018, picking up a win there. And then previously before that was coming off a loss to Jeremy Kennedy by three-round decision at UFC on Fox number 25. Doom. This was um, Weidman versus Garcelle, and that was back in July of last year. So again, a bit of a gap between his last fight and his current fight, but then right back into it for 2018. And his last win previously before his last loss was a win over Henrique Baloza at UFC on Fox number 21, Maya versus Condit back in August of 2016. So a great fight there. It's kicking it off, and I think it might be an exclusive prelim fight on UFC Fight Pass, but I will look into that. Our next fight is Devlin Clark with a record of 8-2. We'll take on Mike Rodriguez. This is a great fight at 205 pounds. So let's kick it off now with uh, Devlin Clark. So if you haven't seen this guy before, 
a very good fight. This actually guy fought over for the RFA, a great promotion uh, based in the United States. RFA was a merger of the LFA promotion, which used to do a lot of great regional things. And again, it's so many guys who have come from the LFA or the RFA have actually transitioned into the UFC. So this is one of those guys with that backstory here. He actually won the uh, light, light heavyweight championship against uh, Rafael Vina. That was at RFA number 37 back in April of 2016. And that led to actually making his UFC day debut against Alex Nicholson at UFC Fight Night 91. He lost that fight by a knockout 4 minutes 57 seconds of the very first round. That was back in July of 2016 and now has actually been running a bit of a win streak since then. Two wins, a win over Josh Sansbury at Ultimate Fight, UFC Ultimate Fighter season number 24 finale and also Jake Collender at UFC on Fox number 24 and then his last fight being a loss to very top fighter there in Jan Blakowicz. That was at UFC Fight Night 118. Carbo versus Till that was back in October of last year. So looking to kick off his 2018 campaign with a win. And it should be a fantastic fight there. Mike Rodriguez, his opponent coming in with a record of 9-2. and two, So 11 pro mixed martial arts fights. The last time we actually saw him compete was actually uh, through Dana White's Contender Series. But previously before that was a guy that would actually see compete over in the CES MMA promotion. Again, a fantastic base promotion in the United States. Has had some pretty good wars there with some pretty talented fighters. And again, making his transition into Dana White's Contender Series number 5. That was back in August of last year. And he won himself a UFC contract with a first-round TKO at 2 minutes 15 seconds against Jamil Jones. And now he actually makes his UFC debut. What should be a fantastic fight between two, two great fighters who fought over some great uh, regional-based promotions. Our next fight, a great fight here as our Aussie girl uh, Beck Rawlings coming with a record of 7-7. Seven and seven. We'll take on Ashley Evans-Smith with a record of 5-3. and three. This fight going down in 125 pounds and it's definitely a better fit, I believe, for Beck uh, to be fighting at 125 pounds. Her last fight was an actual loss to Jessica Rose Clark at UFC Fight Night 121. That was actually here in Australia in Sydney back in November of last year, and also coming off two previous losses, one to Tisha Torres at UFC Fight Night 104 back in uh, February of 2017, and also Paige Van Sant at UFC on Fox number 21 in August of 2016, and her last win goes back against Sue He Ham at UFC Fight Night 85 Hunt versus Mia, which took place in March of 2016, so looking for her first win in two years, and a great opponent would be with Ashley Evans-Smith with a record of 5-3, and three. so eight professional mixed martial arts fights. Her last uh, fight took place against Sarah Merez at uh, UFC 215, Nunez vs. Shakenko 2. That was in September of 2017. And also a loss to Caitlin Vera at UFC on, Fo UFC on Fox number 24 back in April of 2017. So again, coming off two losses. And her last win was actually back over at UFC Fight Night 93 of Lasky vs. Barnett over in there in Germany. And that was in September of 2016. So again, also two years between her last win. So definitely the backs against the wall for both these fighters. But I'm, I'm going to go there with our Aussie girl back to pick up the win. Our next fight here, also on the prelim card, as Evan Dunham, a true veteran of the UFC, with a record of 18-6-1, will take on Oliver Abbas and Mercier, with the Canadian fighter with a record of 10-2. So let's kick it off here with Evan Dunham. As I said, with over 25 professional mixed martial arts fights, this guy is for the who's who in the UFC's flyweight division, so such as Joe Lozon, Ross Pearson, Rodrigo Dam, Edmund Barboza, Donald Cerrone. But his last few fights, so his actual last fight was a, a draw to uh, Baril Dariush 
at UFC on Fox 216. That was back in October of last year. That was a majority decision draw. And his last win was a win over Rick Glenn at UFC Fight Night 94, Poirier versus Johnson, which was actually one of our very early companions. And that actually goes back to episode 18 of this podcast. We actually did a live companion for UFC on Fox, uh, UFC um, num- Fight Night number 94. So that was some time ago. He did have a, lot, a couple of cancelled fights. He was meant to take on uh, Benil Terrilio at UFC Fight Night 104. Um, I bet Tessie off at UFC 223. So he has had a bit of time out, but should be a great fight here. So Oliver coming in with a record of t- uh, 10-2. and two, A very good uh, Canadian-based mixed martial artist. 12 professional fights in total. The last time we saw him compete was at uh, UFC Fight Night 116. Rockhold versus Branch, which was a split decision win over Tony Martin. Uh, that was back in September of last year. And also a two-fight win streak prior with wins over Drew Dober at UFC 206 in Canada in December of 2016. And also a about Guti, also in Canada, at UFC Fight Night 89, McDonald versus Thompson, back in June of 2016. So only actually had one fight in 2017. So also looking to kick off his 2018 campaign, riding a four-fight win streak if he picks up the win. Our next fight here is another true veteran in Joe Lozon with a record of 27 and 14. We'll take on Chris Jumeshka, uh, Chris Umaker with a record of 13 and 3. Uh, Joe Lozon record of 27 and 14. So this is a true veteran record over 40 professional mixed martial arts fights. And yeah, I'll go back to all those days where he first debuted in the UFC against Jens Pulverman. So he's also, you know, done some really big things since that debut. Had lots, a few losses, lots of wins, and lots of fight night contracts wins. So his actual last fight uh, goes back to UFC Fight Night 120, Pony versus Pettis. That was back in November of 2016. He lost that fight at 107 uh, of the very first round knocker to Clay Guida, and also a loss by three-round decision to Stevie Ray at UFC, um, UFC 108, Swanson versus Loboff. That was back in April of 2017. And his last win was a split decision win that he actually was debatable about taking the actual victory. That was against Marcin Held at UFC Fight Night 103, Rodriguez versus Penn, which was in January of 2017. So he was one and uh, two in his uh, 2017 campaign. So that's how he, how he goes here against Chris Jumaker with a record of 13 and three, so 16 professional mixed martial arts fights. So the last time we actually saw him compete was a loss by choke in 50 seconds of round number three against Davi Ramios at UFC Fight Night 123 Swanson versus Otega back in December of last year. And also a loss to Chase Scally at UFC Fight Night 104 Bermudas versus Korean Zombie. That was in February of 2017. And his last win was at the Ultimate Fighter season number 22 finale with a win over Amben Novies. And that was a three-round unanimous decision. Our next fight here on the prelim card, Ray Ball coming in with a record of 11-3. and We'll take on Brandon Marino, a great Mexican fighter, definitely on the rise here in the UFC. So Ray Borg, as I said, 14 professional mixed martial arts fights, 11-3. and The last time we actually saw him in the actual octagon was challenging for the 125-pound championship against DJ Demetrius Johnson at UFC 216, Ferguson versus Lee back in October of last year. Great fight, really was putting it towards the champion, uh, but got caught with a fantastic submission at 3 minutes 15 seconds of round number 5. And then prior to that actual win was riding a two-fight win streak in the UFC's 125-pound division. 
with wins over Luis Smoker at UFC 207, Nunez versus Rousey. That was in December of 2016. And also win over Yushima Farigma. That was over there at UFC uh, Fight Night 106 in Brazil. That was Belfort versus Garcelum back in March of 2017. So his opponent will be Brandon Marino. I said, great fighter here. 18 professional mixed martial arts fights, 14 and 4 in total. Um, his last fight was a loss to Sergio Pettis by three-round decision. That was at UFC Fight Night 114 Pettis. Versus Marino, that was in August of last year. That was also previously before that. He was riding a two-fight win streak. Actually, no, a three-fight win streak with wins over Luis, Luis Smoker, Ryan ben, uh, Benoit, and also Dustin Ortiz at UFC Fight Night 108 back in April of 2017. So actually went uh, one and one in his 2017 campaign. Our next fight is a very interesting fight. The main fight on the prelim card is Felice Hearing with a record of 14 and 6 takes on Carolina Kershowitz, the former title challenger at women's 115 pounds. Let's kick it off with Felice first. 20 professional fights, a true veteran here in the women's uh, mixed martial arts. Her last fight was an actual win over Courtney Casey at UFC 218, Halloway versus Aldo 2 back in December of last year. She won that fight via a split decision. Before that, and also a win, a three-round decision win over Justine Kish at UFC Fight Night 112, uh, Lee versus Kiesa back in July of last year. And also a win over Alexa Grosso at UFC Fight Night 104 and Caitlin Curran at UFC on Fox 20. So definitely been on a bit of a rise um, after going, I think, 1-2 and two in a couple of fights. And now it's 4-0. and oh, And I think he's definitely knocking on the door for a potential title shot if she can actually knock off the former title challenger here in Carolina. So again, Carolina coming in with a record of 11-2, 13 professional mixed martial arts fights in total and former title challenger. Her actual last fight was a win, a decision win over Yodi Hosebel, the former fighter over there in Invicta. She won that fight at UFC Fight Night 118 Cowboy versus Till. That took place in Poland. Um, she won that fight via decision. That was in October of 2017. And then previously before that was coming off two losses, one to the champion or former champion, Joanna Jonjajek, UFC 205 in New York City back in November of 2016. And also a loss to Claudia Cadea in what was a really good number one contenders match. And that was at UFC 212 Aldo Holloway 1. Uh, that took place in Brazil in June of 2016. So currently, uh, you know, one in two in her last few fights, but definitely coming off a win in her last matchup. Now we're going to kick things off in the main card. Great fight here at 155 pounds as Al Alaquinta with a record of 13-3-1. We'll take on uh, Paul Felder with 15-3. And, and I will say Paul Felder has been doing some fantastic things by being you know, doing the alternative commentary for the UFC. Definitely a really knowledgeable fighter and definitely get behind him and you know, supporting him uh, being a, a broadcaster and a fighter as well. So he's, this is uh, Ella LaQuinta. His last fight was a 98-second win against Diego Sanchez at UFC Fight Night 108 Lobov versus Swanson back in April of last year. And he also had a couple of wins over Josefay Masvidal at lightweight and also Joe Lozon. He did have a couple of fights that were meant to take place in 2017. I think the actual, yeah, the Paul Felder fight was meant to take place at UFC 218. Um, it was then moved due to an injury. Uh, it was then pushed back to UFC 223. So this should be a great, fantastic fight between Al Alaquinta, his opponent, uh, Paul Felder, with a record of 15 and 3, so 18 professional mixed martial arts fights. His last fight was a win, a great knockout win against Charles Oliveira in a great fight. That was at UFC 218 in Brazil. That was in December of 2017. He won that fight 406 in round number two. And then previously had a win over Stevie Ray at UFC Fight Night 113, Nelson versus Ponsonibu. That was back in July of 2017. And also a win over Alex Ricci, the Canadian-born fighter. 
uh, with the UFC win Canada for UFC Fight Night 108, Lewis versus Brown. So he had a pretty good 2017 campaign with three straight wins, 3-0, and and looking to rise that wave now against a true vet there in Al Alaquinta. Great fight here, Anthony Pettis versus Michael Chiesa. I think I'll probably stop here in terms of what's happened with Conor McGregor. If you did see the rounds, I think everyone has been seeing it on social media. Um, as we know, you know, Khalid Magomedov was originally scheduled to take on Tony Ferguson for the um, UFC lightweight championship. Tony Ferguson was taken out of the fight due to a freak injury that happened, you know, six days out from the event. Uh, Max Holloway was brought in as a replacement. This fight has now been changed from an interim match to an undisputed UFC lightweight title fight. There was footage that was shown earlier this week of a bit of a confrontation between Adam Loboff, who is a, you know, a close friend and also a training partner of Conor McGregor, and Khabib having a bit of an interaction backstage. Um, you know, the training camps got involved and separated them, and it seems like that was a bit of momentum to actually bring Conor McGregor to uh, to New York. Um, you know, to actually come here in Brooklyn. Uh, for what the news has been broken, I don't want to cover it because there's so many other podcasts that have done it. Uh, but in a recap, uh, Connor uh, was able, was actually damaged a you know, an actual bus that had UFC fighters on it through an actual lorry that broke the actual glass. Some of the glass actually um, shattered onto a few fighters. One of them being Michael Chiesa. Uh, the report that he was actually cut um, was sent to a local hospital where he was treated uh, for stitches and abrasions onto his hands and face. Uh, with that being said, there was talks that this fight between Anthony Pettis and Chiesa would be scrapped, and I think the UFC. So you've said, no, we're actually still going to go, go ahead with it. And it's a shame because depending on where the cut is, uh, you know, you're not coming into the, the same fighter that you were previously. So again, he's also exposed. So, you know, it wouldn't take a lot of strikes, especially to a, a head that's only just been stitched to have it be open and could definitely hinder Michael Chiesa competing at 100% against a very talented fighter and Anthony Pettis. So that's all I really want to say about that because I think it's a disgusting thing that took place and it's something that um, I really heavily don't like talking about. And I think the more people talk about it, the more you get people that kind of defend that shit. And this podcast, I don't defend that stuff. And it's a disgusting thing. And that's the last time I think I'm going to talk about it, this podcast. So a great fight there between Michael Chiesa coming in with a record of 13-3. and Anthony Pettis, the former WEC and UFC lightweight champion, coming in with a record of 20 wins, 7 losses. So Michael Chiesa, 16 professional mixed martial arts fights. The last time we actually saw him compete in the cage was that controversial loss. Um, now this dates back to a fight against Kevin Lee at UFC Fight Night 112 back in June of last year. This is when um, Mario Yamazaki, the referee, observed Michael uh, going out after being locked in a rear naked choke and stopped the fight. Very quickly after the decision was made, Kiesa, you know, said that he wasn't out. He was simply readjusting position. Uh, that fight was not overturned. And that was the fight that actually pushed Kevin Lee for a potential title shot against Tony Ferguson for the interim lightweight title. Um, you know, Kiesa was kind of riding a wave previously before that actual loss of three-fight win streak. You know, wins over Mitch Clark at UFC Fight Night 63, uh, Jim Miller, UFC Fight Night 80, and also Beryl Dariush, UFC on Fox number 19 back in April of 2016. Um, so it was, you know, again, he's coming off that loss. I definitely think he's a very skilled fighter, and this will be a really big test because, you know, he's ranked number nine in the UFC's lightweight uh, top ten. So again, a, to, to knock off a former champion who's now ranked number twelve is still a very big test, and Pettis is still very dangerous. Twenty-seven professional mixed martial arts fights. Let's break down his record now. 
His last fight was a loss. This was a stoppage against uh, Dustin Poirier. This was at UFC Fight Night 120 back in November of 2016. I think that was damage to his leg towards the uh, the end of round two. And then by the, the middle of round three, had to stop the fight. His last win was a decision win against Jim Miller. This was at UFC 213. Uh, this is... Uh, Yo Romero takes on Whitaker the first fight. This was back in June of 2017. He did move down after dropping the lightweight total to 145, where he, he did go okay there. Um, it, it did motivate him, I think, after the loss that he had against Holloway at UFC 206 to return to lightweight. So again, he's had a, a bit a bit of a slump, but this is he's still a very dangerous fighter, and I think this is a great fight between two guys, definitely there in the top 15 at 155 pounds. Our next fight here is um, Calvin Cater with a record of 18-2, and taking on Renato Carrera with a record of 11-1-1, one one. so a great fight between two developing 145-pounders as the USA takes on Brazil. So Calvin coming in with over 20 professional mixed martial arts fights. His last fight was an actual win against uh, Shane Burgos at UFC 220. Um, Yoshis versus um, Francis Ngannou. That was in June or uh, January of this year. A win in uh, 32 seconds in round number three. And also a win previously against Chris Foster, Kenny Foster, and also Andre Philly at UFC 214. So definitely a star on the rise in the UFC's 145-pound division. His opponent, um, uh, Renato, a very good Brazilian-based mixed martial artist, has fought for many promotions all across Brazil, including Jungle Fight, um, Bison FC, made his UFC debut at UFC Fight Night number 58, has had a couple of great wins against um, Tom Namaki, um, also against Jeremy Stevens by split decision at UFC on Fox number 24 back in April of 2016, and a loss in his last fight to current number one contender for the 155-pound championship, Brian Ortega, and that was at UFC 214, Jones versus Cormier 2 back in August of last year. And you can also check out our companion for that event that took place. I think it was episode... I think it was number 78 for our podcast, but we actually did a live fight companion for that fight there between Cormier and Jones. So a great fight there at 145. And that brings us to our co-main event of the evening as we have Rose Namahunas defending her women's 115-pound strawweight championship for the first time against the former champion, Yoani uh, Jacek, 14-1. and one. So let's break it down with the champion first. Coming in with a record of 7-3. and three. And you think that, you know, you, you know, when Rose first started off, you know, going on to the ultimate fighter, actually took on uh, Carla Esparza for the first women's strawweight championship match, was unsuccessful in winning the championship, but since then had some great fights, enough to actually get another title shot. So first it was Angela Hill uh, back in 2015, Paige Van Zandt also in the end of 2015, Tisha Torres in April of 2016, had a loss there to um, Carolina Kowishowitz at UFC 201, Woodley versus Lawler back in July of 2016, a great win over Michelle Walters in that great choke at 2.47 of round number two, that earned her the title shot. And then she shocked the world at UFC 2.17, St. Pierre Bisping in New York City with that huge knockout at 3.03 of the opening round, becoming the new women's 115-pound champion. Her opponent, though, still very dangerous, a great Muay Thai fighter, 14-1. and I think it was four successful title defenses as the UFC women's strawweight champion and ripped through that division and taking names. But I think since that loss, <coughs> has had to kind of go back and reassess what was going on. That fight was very dangerous for her. And I thought that if Rose was would win that fight, it would definitely be a submission. I did not think it would be a first-round knockout. But again, she's coming into this fight, lost in her last fight. But really, look at her, the veteran record. You know, uh, Jessica Andrade, Carol Karuchowicz, Claudia Cadea, Valerie Letourneau, Jessica Penne, Carla Esparza. She's fought some very top-level fighters. 
And I definitely think she's coming in with a whole new mindset to get her belt back. I definitely would like to see her fight at 125 pounds. Watching the UFC Embedded and Countdown show leading up to this match, she just looks very depleted. And I think this guy kind of goes back to weight cutting. She did say when it, with her title loss, the weight cut was one of the worst she's ever had, which led to her not performing to her best at UFC 217. And I think maybe the choice might be to go to 125. There is a champion there now. There isn't many fights happening at 125 pounds, but I think if some were, someone like her were to move across, it could make some great matchups coming forward. So let's see if she does win, will she then want to transition to 125 and become a dual champion? Or if she does lose here, you know, there you have two championship matches, two straight losses. Do you reassess your yourself in the 115 pound division and possibly move? Let's see what happens. And that brings us to our main event of the evening, which has had lots of changes, but we, it's going down this weekend as the 145-pound champion Max Holloway is going up for the very first time to 155 pounds to take on Khabib Nagagamerov for the undisputed UFC lightweight championship. So Holloway coming in with a record of 19-3, and Khabib coming in with a record of 25-0. and I kid you not, that is a 25-0 professional record, something you do not see in this sport. And this guy is a stud and a great fighter here and great representation for his country of Russia. So Max Holloway's last fight was actually successfully defending his 145-pound title in a rematch against former champion Jose Aldo. That was at UFC 218 in December, won that fight by a uh, TKO at 4 minutes 51 seconds of round number 3. His previous fight was a the first title win against um, Aldo. That was at UFC 212. He's also got wins over Anthony Pettis, Ricardo Lamas, Jeremy Stevens, Charles Oliveira, Cub Swanson, Cole Miller, uh, Clay Collard, Andre Philly. So a very great fighter. But again, he's taking on a different breed. <coughs> and this is where you can kind of see that when you have weight classes, 145, 155, when they faced off the other day, Khabib and Holloway, Holloway almost looked taller. Lankier, taller, and it's like you don't see that much in the sport where the, that person is in a different division actually has that to his advantage. And you think back, you know, this is, you think back what this fight would have been if it was Ferguson. Ground go by Ferguson, takedowns by Khabib. So a lot of this fight would have been stuffing takedowns or working submissions. Holloway will just stand and fight. This guy has some great takedown defense, something that you definitely know as an offense for Khabib who wants to take you down and ground and pound you. Example being his matches against Michael Johnson where he was saying to him, this is it, you have to give up now. So Khabib, as I said, coming in with a record of 25-0. and 0. So the last time we actually saw him compete in the cage goes back to his previous fight at UFC 219, Cyborg versus Home. This was that smashing win against Edmund Barboza where he just dominated the fight from the very beginning. That was in December of 2017. Also that huge win against Michael Johnson, UFC 205, where he just pummeled him for 15 minutes, um, getting the win at 2 minutes and 31 seconds of round number 3. That was in November of 2016. And also wins over Daryl Hocha, UFC on Fox number uh, UFC on Fox 19, Rafael Dos Anjos, Pat Healy, El Tiberio, uh, Tiago Tavares, Jason, uh, Dustin Tebow, Kamal Shurilus. So this guy's a very good fighter. Injuries and weight cuts have hindered him actually competing to the best of his abilities, but he's back now. This should be a fantastic fight for the undisputed UFC lightweight championship. And could you know, I'll say it again. You know, people are saying, oh, with all this Connor stuff going on, this this will make the match between Khabib and Connor even better. You know, I think it's it's it is a good fight, but I don't think this is the way to go about it with risking innocent people on a bus possibly getting injured. I think it would have been better if they just 
maybe announce this fight later on. Um, but I think, you know, Connor is a very, uh, looking at how he's been on social media, very erratic. And that's all I want to say about this. But this should be a fantastic night of mixed martial arts competition. So let me break down my picks for the entire night. First, I'm going to take Garibit on the main, on the prelim card uh, to pick up the win. I'm going to take uh, Mike Rodriguez at 205. Beck Rawlings at flyweight. I'm going to take Mercier at 155. Joe Lozon at 155. I'm going to take um, Brandon Marino at 125 pounds. Uh, Carolina at 115. Paul Felder at 155. Uh, Anthony Pettis at 155. Kevin Cater at 145. I'm going to actually take um, uh, Joanna uh, to win the actual championship back. I think that she's gone back and reassessed a lot of her skills. And I think she's going to come back a lot sharper and a lot faster. And I'm going to take her to actually win this fight, possibly third or fourth round by TKO. And in the main event, I'm going to take Khabib. I think Khabib um, will, will kind of wait this fight out, withstand as many strikes as he can from Holloway, work the takedown and work his ground and pound. And I reckon he'll become the new UFC 155-pound champion. So there you go, guys. A rundown of all the fights taking place for UFC 223 this weekend. It'll actually be Saturday night in the US. It'll be Sunday afternoon in Australia. I have been trying to get the boys together to see if we could do a companion. So let's see what happens. But if not, we'll definitely be doing some companions, uh, some fight companions for the remainder of 2017. Some great fights coming up for UFC 224, 25, 26. And I might even do a big one there for the Stepe Miyoshis versus Daniel Cormier heavyweight championship fight in a couple of months' times. And also the Yo Romero versus Whitaker 2 match, possibly for UFC 225. Great to get behind our fellow Aussie there. So, guys, thank you for once again for tuning into this episode and all the other ones that we have on Apple iTunes, on SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Uh, shout out to the hashtag Team MMA for Life, also to the Pure Evil MMA Pure Evil MMA podcast, to Loaded Joe's MMA podcast, uh, Dave Madden, also on Twitter, uh, MMA underscore Ghost, Unconventional Podcast, Throw on Elbows Podcast, um, Split Decision MMA, Bluegrass MMA. Support some fantastic podcasts, also to Fightbook MMA. Get out there and support them also on Twitter at Fightbook MMA on Twitter and on Instagram. Instagram, also at fightbookmma.com. So once again, as I say each and every episode, enjoy life and enjoy the fights.